from around the globe in sold-out arenas and humble churches from out on the streets to your screen and now the time and what must be done on this edition of Farrakhan Speaks Greetings to you. I am Minister Louis Farrakhan, National Representative of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, that great preacher of freedom, justice, and equality to the black man and woman of America and the black people of the Western Hemisphere and the Aboriginal people of the earth, the eternal leader of the nation of Islam and a warner to the government and people of the United States of America and a warner to the nations of the earth. In this broadcast, we will take up the examination of how Satan, the adversary of Allah and his people, came into existence. During part 23 of our broadcast, on the time and what must be done, I mentioned that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, in response to a question posed to him by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. when they met in 1966, the question he asked the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was, do you believe that all whites are devils? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad used the example of the king snake and the rattlesnake. He said one is harmless and one is filled with poison. But remember, brother, both are still snakes. A Caucasian who was listening to the broadcast sent me a comment expressing how he felt that we had thrown all Caucasians under the bus. His email to me read, quote, I've been listening to Farrakhan for at least two years. I have not heard him make as brazen a statement as he did here. I endure many of Farrakhan's anti-white remarks because I understand I am not who he is talking about when he makes them. But this time, he threw us all under the bus. I am not a snake. I have done nothing but good to my black brothers, close quote. I thought that I should address this, that from the day that Yaqub made his new people a contrary people, he made them in such a way that they were doomed for total destruction except that God himself would intervene on their behalf. Unfortunately, the new people were made to be destroyed. 
However, there is a way out, God willing. I will make known what that way is. In fact, when I mentioned in the last broadcast about Nicodemus, who was a master of the Jews of his day, according to scripture, and he knew Jesus and he knew the good work that Jesus was doing and he understood that he, Nicodemus, was in a negative position. So he asked Jesus, what can I do that I might enter the kingdom of God? Jesus answered, except that you be born again, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus never closed the door that he could not enter, but he gave a condition. And Nicodemus asked, how can a man who is old enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Perhaps before this broadcast is over, we will give some exegesis of this which might give hope to those who may feel that there is no hope for them. Someone else tweeted and said, oh, you shouldn't use the term the making of the devil. You should say create. I want to say to our Twitter uh, uh, a person who tweeted me, we use the proper terms because the devil is not a created being. He's made from a created essence that was in the original man. So he is called a made man from the original man who is the creation of Allah. We mentioned in last week's broadcast that there was a wobble or an imperfection in the original creation, but that Almighty God, Allah, knowing what we could not know, that what he originated yet needed some work to be done on it to perfect it. He set in motion a course. The Holy Quran says that the heavens and the earth were created in six periods of time. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said it could be billions or trillions of years to each period, but the number six is mentioned. The number six is also mentioned in the Bible, both for the beast and the man and the creation of everything that was created was under the number six. That number six, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad says, represents incompletion, imperfection, thus it continues to bring about 
dissatisfaction that continues to move the creation toward perfection. Since everything is imperfect because it's incomplete, but yet it's moving towards completion and towards perfection. And since we said that the greatest experiments were experiments on the self. Well, last week, we mentioned that one of our scientists, 66 trillion years ago, tried to kill all on the planet that was then called moon. And because he could not get the people to speak the same dialect, out of his frustration with his inability to accomplish what he willed, he literally became so frustrated, so disappointed, that he decided to destroy the planet and himself. But what he did was to prove the impossible. Because in the black man, the original man, is a built-in safeguard against total self-destruction. So even though the enemy today may think that he can do what that great scientist could not, he, the enemy, for thinking such and planning such and trying to do such, will be totally destroyed. He will never be able to destroy the black man, for in destroying us, he would be destroying that which is the creator of all that you see. Last week, we did not mention that a Caucasian scientist agreed with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad about an explosion on the planet that made what is now called moon. In a science tech article that appeared in the Daily Mail from London, published July 4th, 2013, by writer Sarah Griffiths, she writes, the origin of our moon has long been debated. Now, a scientist has claimed that Earth effectively gave birth to the moon four and a half billion years ago. A controversial new theory has been proposed that a giant explosion equivalent to 40 billion atomic bombs originating from the Earth's core somehow led to the formation of the moon. Planetary scientist Wim van Westrenen believes this violent event took place approximately four and a half billion years ago and could answer the hotly contested question of where our moon actually comes from. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad's teachings from Almighty God Allah corrects this scientist and his theory by saying no. It was not four and a half billion years ago. It was 66 trillion years ago as Almighty God Allah taught the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. In fact, it was not the earth that gave birth to the moon. It's the exact opposite, because the planet at that time was called moon. And when the explosion took place, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us that this part that is now called Earth fell 36,000 miles into its present orbit. 
and the other part was blasted away 12,000 miles, turning over and pouring the water from that part onto this part that is now called earth, making the earth three quarters water and one quarter land. We also mentioned in last week's broadcast that there were two stars that the great Mahdi, Master Farad Muhammad, showed the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in the southeastern sky, a red and a blue star. He said, whenever these stars appear, it is a sign of a universal change, and those stars appear every 50,000 years. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that 50,000 years ago, one of our scientists or gods wanted to make a people close to nature that could conquer the jungle life and master it. And he took his idea before the other scientists, the major ones numbering 12. He was one of the scientists. The other 11 disagreed with him and they would not allow him to do what he desired to do in the Holy Land, so he with his family was exiled into the jungles of East Asia, as we now call it Africa, and he made a new people out of the original black man of that time. That scientist's name was Shabazz. He made a people that was so strong, so powerful, that as you cannot destroy nature, no matter what would be put on this people, you would never be able to destroy them. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us how the black man writes history. We write our history in advance, not after we complete it. We write it in advance and then fall in line with what we have written. On page 108, in message to the black man, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad writes, we make such history once every 25,000 years. When such history is written, it's done by 24 of our scientists. One acts as judge or God for the others, and 23 actually do the work of getting up the future of the nation, and all is put into one book, and at intervals where such and such portion or part will come to pass, that people will be given that part of the book through one among that people from one of the 12 major scientists, as it is then called a scripture, which actually means script of writing from something original or book. There is significance, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad writes, to the number 24 scientists and the 25,000 years. The number 24 scientists used is in accordance with the hours in our day and the measurement of the circumference of our planet around the equator and in the region of our poles 
Arctic and Antarctic oceans. Our planet is not actually exactly 25,000 miles in circumference. It is 24,896 miles. And according to astronomy, we don't have a full 24-hour day, but near that, 23 hours, 56 minutes, and 46 seconds. The change made in our planet's rotation at the poles is about one minute a year and takes 25,000 years to bring about a complete change in the region of the poles. The actual poles are inclined 23 and a half degrees to the plane of its orbit. In the book of Revelations, these 24 men or scientists are called the 24 elders. And it is they that write the history to last for 25,000 years. In the book of Revelations, the fourth chapter, the fourth verse, it reads, And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. This, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us, is that exalted assembly that is mentioned in the Holy Quran that the devil tried to steal a hearing on their conversations and found awaiting him a flame. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, whenever it is time for a certain part of the book to come to fruition, one of the 12 major scientists would reveal what is called scripture or a part of the writing to a prophet or a messenger who would fulfill that part that concerns him and the people to whom he would be sent. In the Quran, the 72nd chapter, the 8th and 9th verses, it reads, quote, And we sought to reach heaven, but we found it filled with strong gods and flames. And we used to sit in some of the sitting places thereof to steal a hearing. But he who tries to listen now finds a flame lying in wait for him. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that in the year one of our present cycle, the scientists went out and listened to the thinking of the people and based upon that thinking, they began to write the present 25,000 year history. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said in the year one, they saw a man coming in the year 8,400 who would be born out of a 30% dissatisfaction that would exist at the time of his birth. And he would be born and would be one born to bring about a significant change. He was a great black scientist, not an evil scientist, but a scientist who understood that in the original people there was a defect. And he would study the life germ of the original man and make a new people that would rule the original man for a period of 6,000 years. 
His name was Yaqub, or as the Bible calls him, Jacob, who wrestled with the angel and prevailed, and his name was changed from Jacob to Israel. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that Yaqub was born with a determined idea. Who determined it? And how was it determined? Determined is the past participle of the verb to determine. Then that's not an action that starts with the person born. That idea starts with the determination that he would be born with that idea that was already determined by God. When you are born with a determined idea, the force of the determination is what drives you to fulfill the purpose of your birth. He was born with a determined idea, so he was driven by the force of that determination. More of the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad on the birth of Yaqub and his discovery that led to his making the Caucasian is found in the book Message to the Black Man on page 112 and 110. Mr. Yaqub began preaching among the dissatisfied and he gathered 59,999 followers. He became so powerful that the king of Arabia at that time arrested him and put him in jail because of his teachings. But when the king came to understand that this is the one destined to do what he was born on our planet to do, the king met him in prison and struck an agreement that he and all his followers would be sent to an island in the Aegean Sea and the king would provide money and whatever was necessary to Yaqub and his followers to keep them going for 20 years until they could go for themselves. Well, they were sent to an island in the Aegean Sea and it was there that Yaqub could facilitate his idea of making a new people from the wobble in the nature of the original man. These teachings can be found in Message to the Black Man, pages 113 and 114. Yaqub discovered in his studies at six years old his purpose. And by the time he was 18, he had finished all the schools of his day. He was studying the life germ of the original man and he saw in it two germs, one black and one brown. On page 112 of Message to the Black Man, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad writes, at the age of 18, Yaqub had finished all of the colleges and universities of his nation and was seen preaching on the streets of Mecca making converts. He made such impressions on the people that many began following him. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that Yaqub learned from studying the germ of the black man under the microscope 
that there were two people in him. One was black and the other was brown. And he said that if he could successfully separate the one from the other, he could graft the brown germ into its last stage, which would be white. With his wisdom, he could make the white, which he discovered was the weaker part of the black germ, which would be unalike, rule the black nation for a time until a greater one than Yaqub was born. This new idea put him to work finding the necessary converts to begin grafting his new race of people. He began by teaching Islam with promises of luxury to those who would believe and follow him. If we can agree that in this universe there's positive and negative force in everything, and that is the basis of life itself. Scientists of this world thought that the atom was indivisible, and likewise they thought the same of the life germ. They thought we could not break apart the atom, and they felt that in the germ of life that it also was indivisible. However, the scientists have now cracked the atom and released its energy in a destructive way which is called fission, harnessing such energy to create very destructive weapons. When we look at the so-called indivisibility of the atom, you are also looking at the so-called indivisibility of the life germ. But the Honorable Elijah Muhammad used that term, life germ. What is the definition of a germ? In biology, it is a mass of protoplasm or a cell from which a new organism or one of its parts may develop. The earliest form of an organism, a seed, a bud, or spore, a microorganism, especially a pathogen, something that may serve as the basis of further growth or development a microorganism, especially one that can cause disease. What is the definition of disease? One, it's a noun, a pathological condition of a part, organ, or system of an organism resulting from various causes, such as infection, genetic defect, or environmental stress and characterized by an identifiable group of signs or symptoms. A condition or tendency as of society regarded as abnormal and harmful, obsolete, lack of ease, trouble. This unease, this dis-ease, this discomfort is exactly what this new people were going to bring to the earth and in bringing such to the earth, it would manifest that which was in the originator but had no form of expression because it was always mastered by the positive force of the black germ. Occasionally, however, this weakness would manifest itself in the destructive force of the making of the moon, 
in the rebellion of Mr. Shabazz, in the rebellion of the Indians against the laws of Islam, in the making of a new people out of the original that would be likened unto nature itself that would master the jungle life. But generally, that weakness in the original man would not surface unless there were extraordinary circumstances to bring it forth. So Mr. Yaqub was born to discover that germ and to give it form and expression. In the Bible it reads, let us make a man in our image and give them dominion, power to rule. Going back to the Cronus complex that we mentioned in last week's broadcast, it is written that we're going to make a man and he will be a ruler of the original people of the earth and he will rule until the coming of one who will end their rule and bring in a brand new world. Well, who is this one that would be coming, whose light was so bright that the scientists could not see beyond him to write the rest of the history? In the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's writings in Message to the Black Man, on page 111, he writes, after that time, referring to the 6,000-year rule of Yaqub, the original black nation would give birth to one whose wisdom, knowledge, and power would be infinite, one whom the world would recognize as being the greatest and mightiest God since the creation of the universe and that he would destroy Yaqub's world and restore the original nation or ancient nation into power to rule forever. When these scientists saw up to the 15,000 year of this present cycle, the scientists couldn't see beyond it. That great light that they saw interfered with their sight and so they could not write the last 10,000 years of this cycle of history that would be necessary to fulfill the present cycle of history that we are in. So the scriptures of the Bible says, seal up the book and write no more. Look in the book of Daniel, the 12th chapter, the fourth verse. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Both the Bible and the Holy Quran end on this side of the judgment and destruction of this world. Neither the Bible nor Quran admits us into the next world. In fact, it is written, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it even entered into the hearts of men to perceive or conceive of the life and the world that will come after this world of the diseased one that would create disease, unhappiness, hell, and death. But remember, it was all for a divine purpose. Now, who is the one that is to come because the scripture teaches of the one coming that he will bring into existence 
a world that will never end a world of unlimited progress that is called the kingdom of god the kingdom of islam the hereafter who is he some christian theologians teach that jesus was thought of in the beginning with god that jesus was there with the originator of the heavens and the earth and they interpret the chapter one of the book of john it reads in verse one in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and the same was in the beginning with god all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made the originator knew what he had brought into existence was not perfect but he knew that it needed to be perfected so he himself willed into existence one that would come in the fullness of time in the book of galatians the fourth chapter the fourth verse it reads but when the fullness of time was come god sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law in the fullness of time one would come and this one would be so wise that it is written of him that he is the one who will make the declaration quote behold i make all things new there will be a new heaven and a new earth and the former things will pass away why should he make something new it is because he's doing away with imperfection by the will and determination of the originator himself by the will and the power of the originator himself so way back in the beginning and we don't know as the honorable elijah muhammad taught us in the theology of time lecture series we don't know when that was because god was creating himself and nothing or no one was there as a means of measuring time so in the theology of time lecture series on june the 11th 1972 the honorable elijah muhammad spoke these words quote there's no man that knows exactly when the beginning of the heavens and the earth took place because there was no one to record the time only one man was there and he was laying the foundation for you and me to learn how to calculate time mathematics is true if you know how to use it the religion of islam is equally as true as mathematics and mathematics is equally as true as islam if you know how to use both of them in the proper place but it was determined that one would come in the fullness of time that would do this now if a man had a force behind him of a determined idea that was determined in the year 1 of this present cycle and was born 8400 years with that determined idea that none of his day 
could defeat him. He was a god. You remember that movie that was produced, Children of a Lesser God? They were talking about Yaqub and the making of the Caucasian people. What about this one coming in the fullness of time that came with a determination from the originator of the heavens and the earth to perfect his creation and bring in something altogether new by the will of him who is the originator of the heavens and the earth. The one coming at the end of the time of the made man is from the originator himself and is anointed with the power to end this world. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said when Master Farad Muhammad started growing in wisdom, he saw in the mind of the originator how the idea of universe first came up in his mind. And by knowing how the idea of universe came up in his mind, then he could say, fulfilling the desire of the originator, behold, I make all things new. So the we that helped him in the beginning to create all that you see would be in the end called out to help him to build the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. And out of us, the original people would come a people that would submit to God and help to bring in a new heaven and a new earth. Look at these words in the Holy Quran, the 21st chapter, the 31st verse. And we made firm mountains in the earth, lest it be convulsed with them. And we made in it wide ways that they might follow a right direction. In the second chapter, the 57th verse, look at what is written. And we made the clouds to give shade over you, and we sent to you manna and quails. Eat of the good things that we have given you, and they did not do us any harm, but they wronged their own souls. And in the fourth chapter, the 154th ayatol verse, it reads, and we raised the mountain above them at their covenant, and we said to them, enter the door, making obeisance. And we said to them, violate not the Sabbath. And we took from them a firm covenant. The same we that was in the beginning with God in the nature of Islam, when they bowed in submission to the will of Allah, he used them to help him create all that you see. It is not we, it is he working in and through us when we surrender our will completely to do his will. So let us now go back to Mr. Yaqub, who was exiled to an island in the Aegean Sea that we call Patmos or Pilon, but it is written in the book of Revelations as the Isle of Patmos, where John says he was there for the word of the Lord, and that word was, let us, original man, make man in our image and after our likeness, and let us, original man, give them power and dominion 
to do a contrary thing, yet that contrary thing would manifest everything that was in the original man so that it all could be perfected after its complete manifestation. Let's look at some of Yaqub's laws. What kind of rules and regulations, including all laws enforced while manufacturing the devil? Why did Master Farad Muhammad use the word manufacture like this is a product of some kind? The word manufacture means to produce something industrially. Transitive and intransitive verb to make something into a finished product using raw materials, especially on a large industrial scale. To make something a finished product using what? some existing material. So the existing material that the new man would be made from is the weaker side of the original black man that would take it to its extreme, a brand new human being with power to rule. Thus the Cronus complex is birthed into the Caucasian. He's born entitled to rule. Everything that went on in the producing of the people that Yaqub was determined and predetermined to produce had an effect in producing a nature of that which was to be produced. Yaqub's first law was that they had to be healthy, strong, and good breeders, and if they were not, they were not accepted. They were told that they had to marry at 16 years of age and they had to be productive. Why? Because if we are going to produce a new people, then breeding was absolutely necessary because they had to overindulge in the acts of sex because the law of birth control was that we're going to produce an unalike that would become attractive as the final product. What effect did it have by breeding them into existence through overindulgence in the sex act, which was to bring a new people into existence? So we start by recognizing that in the black he could produce black in a lighter color, so they did not want the black. The law for the doctor was he had to take blood and pretend to examine it. And if the couple were two black ones, the doctor would say that your blood did not match. So he disqualified that person to go to the minister to get married. But if you were unalike, the doctor would qualify you to go to the minister. Yaqub's law for the minister was he would only marry the unalike. The law for the nurse was when the child was born, if the child was in fact black, then the nurse was instructed to stick a needle in the brain of that child and tell the mother that this is an angel baby that died and is gone to heaven so that when you die, it will have prepared a place for you and you will be with your child in heaven. But if the mother was careful in watching, they would have to find careful ways of 
taking or stealing the child from the mother by deceiving the mother and bringing the child to the cremator. And the cremator's job was to destroy that child. So you have lying, you have murder, you have stealing born into the nature of what is being produced. So this island called Pilan or Patmos is the same as a womb. What is a womb? The uterus of a woman, a place of origin, a place where something is conceived, nurtured, a place of security, a place that offers protection or shelter or a state of mind that provides comfort. So here is an island that is a womb for the making of a people. Here is an island that is a place of safety because none were to interfere with Mr. Yaqub in what he was doing. Here is a place of manufacture. Here the raw material that is being used to make this new man is the weak germ of the original man in the Bible. In the book of Genesis, this new man was made from the dust of the earth. So here the original man is considered in the picturesque language of the scripture. He's called the earth and the dust of the earth is that part of his life germ that was like dust, having no form, no purpose, until Yaqub took that dust, gave it form and expression, and made a man from the dust of the earth. Now it took 200 years of this process to produce a brown civilization, a brown people. That brown people are known as the Japanese. A few of them left the island and were given a place in Asia. 200 more years and a yellow man was made, the Chinese, and we gave them a place on our planet. But in every place that we sent them to live, there were already original people living there. But their nature was to eliminate the original inhabitants in order to establish themselves. So now you have a remnant of the Ainu people in Japan and a remnant of original people in China. We had 200 more years of this process and at the end of 600 years, we had a pale person with blue eyes, blonde hair and white skin. The bone was weak, the face was pale, the blood was weaker. To this day, the scientists can look at the bone of a Caucasian and tell you, this is a Caucasian. They can look at the bone and say it's an Asian or an African. We can't tell it, but the scientists can. So on this island of Pilan, races began. And races have beginnings and races have endings. Allah said in the Quran, he sent messengers of prophets into every nation. Some you know and some you don't know. Some are mentioned and some are not. Well, if you notice, no Asian nation has been given a scripture that deals with their destruction. Every prophet that was raised from Mecca and the surrounding areas, their light shone westward. So there was not a prophetic voice out of Africa that talked to the Africans about destruction. No, 
The Torah is full of prophecies relating to the end times of a people and the destructive force that God will use to bring about that end. So you have Torah and you have Injil, both of these books and both of these prophets who revealed these books, Moses and Jesus, talked about the end and a destructive end to the wicked. Now comes Prophet Muhammad and this great book, Quran. This book brings clarity to the Torah and the Injil, but this book also speaks of the end of the wicked and their followers in a raging fire of hell. No such teaching was among Africans or Buddhists or Confucius people. They don't talk about an end because they may survive the destruction of this world. Now let us look at the man that was made. As the planet Earth is inclined to the plane of its orbit, 23 degrees and a half, there's a natural leaning to the planet. So is there a natural leaning in the nature of the original man toward the God Allah who originated our existence. There is also in the made man a leaning, but he's leaning in an opposite direction. He leans toward the very thing that went on in the womb where he was being made, lying, murder, and stealing. An inclination does not mean you have to do that, but Yaqub fed the inclination toward murder, lying and stealing in a system of tricks and lies that would enable the new man to master the original people of the earth until the coming and the presence of God that would be seen in the great Mahdi who would come and with him the Messiah. After 600 years, a new man was finally made unalike to attract all others to himself. The final product is the apex of lying, stealing, and murder, and he is to master the brown, the yellow, and any color that comes from intermixing with the races, and he is to master the original man and bring out of us what we never thought was in us. We want you to think about this. Everywhere you go on this planet, the blacker you are, the more you are subjected to pain from those who are lighter than yourself. The Lanchados, the Portuguese, came into the Cape Verde Islands off the west coast of Africa and mixed with black women and made a lighter-skinned person and then indoctrinated that lighter-skinned black person to set up a trading post in Africa. And at first, the Lanchados were trading legitimate materials and then they started trading in black human beings. And the lighter-skinned black man was made to hate the darker-skinned black man, so it was easier for the white man to direct that light-skinned one to bring out of Africa our brothers and sisters and put them in the transatlantic slave trade. Wherever you see the white man, wherever the black man was predominating, he came in and moved the black man out. 
even though in the arab world the muslims the white muslims they are the same white people that were made on the island of pilan and remember those that created havoc in the holy land were driven into the hills and cave sides of europe where they went savage but there were a group of whites that remained in the holy land that were hidden by the holy people and they never experienced cave life they grew up in the holy land among us but the nature and the inclination of them toward the darker people was the same they pushed out the original egyptians and a lighter skinned man took power in arabia the land of the blacks the land of the blacks in sudan the land of the blacks in egypt wherever there was mixture the whites began to rule the blacks and push them out even in mecca we were there first and today it is a light skinned or white arab that rules in mecca and in the holy land and in the middle east no one can tell us that whites don't have that cronus complex because wherever i have traveled in the muslim world i see black people under the rule of white arabs some of whom may be less qualified than the blacks who are submitting to the rule of lighter skinned or white arabs so when we become muslims we are not joining an arab religion we're coming back to the original nature of god which is the nature of ourselves all black people are by nature muslims no matter what you call yourself and islam is the natural religion of the black man muammar gaddafi in his green book wrote that we are living in a time when the blacks will prevail he knew that a time was coming when the blacks would rise that's what resurrection means that that which once was great is now brought down would come back up again by the power of that one who the originator willed into existence that is called mahdi look at the transatlantic slave trade it's this psychosexual conflict that caucasians had and this was their instruction from yakub that they should mix in with every people that they had conquered and destroyed them so this breeding this is the way they were made so it's in them to breed themselves into that out of which they came well on the plantation the breeding idea which was a part of their nature they inbred themselves into the slaves in the caribbean central and south america wherever they had free access to the black woman they bred her with themselves the point is whenever they bred themselves into us they made a distinction between the lighter ones and the darker ones and the lighter one was always given preferential treatment even after slavery in the homes of black people a light-skinned child was always given preferential treatment so a caste system was being set up and we facilitated it because the light-skinned child was always the holy baby that was going to grow up to be a great one so take special care of the light-skinned one 
as this went on in the womb during their making, they made this same process go on everywhere they went in the world. I'm talking about a disease. In New Orleans and other places, if you were darker than this brown bag, black people had events that the dark-skinned black person couldn't come to by the use of this brown bag. In Washington, D.C., it was the same. And Marcus Garvey, being a black man, was maligned by W.E.B. Du Bois, even though he was brilliant. Yet that idea of the lighter being better and more privileged was seen. W.E.B. Du Bois called Marcus Garvey black and ugly. The color complex has dominated black life wherever black life is. In Africa today, one of the number one sellers is a bleach cream. Why are you dissatisfied with your black skin when it denotes that you are the original people of the planet, the direct descendant of the originator? Look at Sammy Sosa, the great ball player from the Dominican Republic. He lightened himself up for what? In Africa, they feel that you will be better off if your skin is lighter. Who set that up? Yakub's people, liars, murderers, and thieves. Now, are all white people like this? No. There's always been white people who have wanted better for us. And there are always members of the Caucasian people who are Jews and Christians who are sincerely trying to live a good life. So the Quran says those who believe in Allah and the last day and are the doers of good to others, there is no fear for them in this judgment, nor shall they grieve. They have an inclination to the Cronus complex to this psychosexual conflict. Why is it a conflict? They are not conflicted in their nature, not to fulfill their fantasies. They express their fantasies through us and through the freedom that they've had to have our women. One of my brothers, a Muslim helper of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, told me that his mother was raped by a white man and his mother would take him as a baby into the cotton field as they were picking cotton, and the other women in the field marveled over this light-skinned boy with curly hair while he was like Jesus to them. Look at the mayor now of Newark, New Jersey, Brother Cory Booker, and the mayor of Washington, D.C., Brother Vincent Gray, and Brother Ben Jealous, president of the NAACP, and Mark Morial, the leader of the National Urban League. We are light-skinned black people, but we have to be careful. I am light-skinned. You can see the blood of the enemy in us. So we have to be careful when we stand up to lead black people that the blood of one like that doesn't make us lean more toward them than towards the suffering of our people. So in closing, in 1971, in a Savior's Day address titled The Operation of a Nation, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, Take out of us this germ that has caused us this trouble. Oh Allah, Master Farad Muhammad, operate on a nation. 
He's talking to the mighty one who has come to operate on us and take out of us this germ that has been the source of our trouble and the source of our open enemy. Then in 1974, in the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's final message to us, he said, we didn't raise you to be mockers of anyone because the white man could easily tell us, I didn't make myself, you made me. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad asked the question, who is responsible, the potter or the clay? Then if one of our kind made him and it was ordained of God for him to do exactly what he has done, then we have to accept the responsibility for that which was made by one of our own. And we now have to seek the help of God who permitted it because he did it for our ultimate and lasting eternal good. Because now the evil that was in us that he brought out, it's like when you put salt pork on a boil. That's what the enemy's function was to manifest the imperfection of self that God could set into force now the cure and set us free from the weakness of self. So going back to Nicodemus, you must be born again. That's not just for the Caucasian, that's for us too, to be born of the water and born of the spirit. What could this mean? The wind blows, you hear the sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it's going. That is using the wind as a sign of the original man. He's from everlasting to everlasting. And the only way that Nicodemus could be saved, he had to be born of the original water and born of that original spirit of the original man, he had to enter into a womb. So God, who created the spirit of love and created water, if you're born of the water, then you have to be born of that spirit. And that spirit is love. It should be the guiding energy of your life. If not, we will fall short of what Allah intends for us. The scripture says you can tell that we have passed from death into life because we love the brotherhood. All life, the Quran teaches, comes up out of water. So we are born of the water, but a special kind of water. The wisdom of God is compared to water and its revelation. And the spirit of that wisdom is the creative force that will allow us to build the kingdom of God. Ah, this book, this book, Quran, is a womb. So when you're born out of the water of this revelation, the Holy Quran, I submit to you 
you will be made anew. I submit to you that the deeper wisdom of this Quran has not yet been revealed, but this book is called Al-Shifa, the healing. But who will be the doctor to prescribe the medicine and apply it? The man, Prophet Muhammad ibn Abdullah, a white man, but a white man of the most noble character. That is saying to white people too, by Prophet Muhammad's example, you too can escape the wrath of God. But this is your means to escape it. It is in this book, following the example, the sunnah of Prophet Muhammad, that everyone who has been afflicted by Satan, a black devil, brown, red, yellow, white devil, all devils can be healed in the womb of this book, with the medicine of this book, with the sunnah of the prophet through whom this book came. Now, brothers and sisters, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, when he had his night journey, he was in a tent in Mecca. But in the night journey, he ended in Jerusalem, in what is called the Dome of the Rock. And from there, he ascended past prophets escorted by Jibreel. He went in to speak with God. And in his speaking with God, you would want to know, Muhammad, what did God talk about? You would think he would talk about worldly things. No, God only talked to Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, of prayer. And he told Muhammad, have the followers recite 50 prayers a day. Now, if there's any way to bend a devil back from leaning toward lying, stealing, and murder, it is prayer practiced in the way that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, gave us the guidance in the practice of prayer. The discipline of Prophet Muhammad using the right hand for clean things and the left hand for unclean things. This type of discipline is training somebody who's leaning away from good, leaning them back toward the right, toward the right side, toward the right hand, toward the position of God himself. Oh, but when Prophet Muhammad left the inner sanctum of Allah, he met Moses and Moses asked him, well, what did uh, Allah talk to you about? He said, he talked to us about prayer. He said, we should pray 50 prayers. He said, oh, go back. And I don't think you could 
do that. I, I've tried that myself. Uh, it's, oh, go back and tell him it's too much. Ask him to cut the prayers down. So he went back up and asked God if he could cut the prayers down, and he cut down to five. And then he went back and met Moses again. He had to do 45 prayers. And Moses said, well, go, go back and tell him that's too much. He went back and they cut it to 40 prayers. And even that was too much. But I imagine Muhammad was kind of ashamed to keep going back, bothering the God, the wisest of them all, when he's telling you what to do to get people saved. But when he went back, God said, I'm going to drop it to five prayers, but every prayer will be the equivalent of ten. So imagine you Caucasians who feel that you are lost and you are lost, but your prophet is Muhammad. Your book of guidance to save you from the destruction of this present world is this Quran. I advise you, hurry, run to the nearest masjid and meet the imam of that masjid and tell him, I want to go back into the womb of God and come out a new human being, a better human being, a human being worthy to be a part of what God makes new. Well, you know, this book is called The Medicine. This book is called The Cure. It is the medicine for a sin-sick soul. This book is the real teaching of Jesus the Christ. The Gospels predict what he would say, but every word that he was told to say is written in this book, Quran. Jesus in the prophet gave parables in the Gospels that denoted what the kingdom would be like, the separation of the righteous from the wicked. But this book is not for Jesus the prophet. This book is for Jesus the Messiah. It is from this book revealed by the wisdom of Master Farad Muhammad that this book will heal the sin-sick souls of the human being. Yes, my beloved brother and sister, the man that comes, he's born of white and black, that he could give justice to both. He's the real healer who has the understanding of every ayat of the Quran. Master Farad Muhammad, the great Mahdi. Prophet Muhammad was a sign of him. But this book, it is the healing. It is the medicine. And God has now come 
to administrate the medicine through his Messiah. America has been the place of refuge and a prison for the rebels of Islam on our planet. The Native Americans that are called Indians were exiled over here 16,000 years ago for breaking and rebelling against the laws of Islam. Their rebellion started in the last cycle of our history. The whites who were bottled up in Europe for a thousand years, when they were let out, they came westward and this place became a paradise for them. Then they brought us, the children of Mr. Shabazz, who rebelled too. And we are here. The devil is here. The Indian is here in this great wilderness. But this is the time of the resurrection of the black man and all human beings who have been afflicted and affected by the blinding touch of Satan. In closing, we have been under the rule of such an enemy for 457 years. He bred us like he was bred. We had to be healthy and good breeders because he was using us to produce a slave for his purposes. So they kept breeding us as studs for over 300 years. We lost respect for the sacredness of the sexual act in producing life. They made us breeders. No marriage. Just look at our condition, how we have misused our women and use them like our enemy has used them for all these years as a throwaway piece of tissue that we'll enjoy pleasure with you and then dump you like you are nothing. We make babies from our own beautiful black woman, then leave her and let the government take care of her as evil as we have become, we still can't destroy ourselves. You just make a more difficult problem for the God to solve. Satan is trying to get rid of you. And you, in your ignorance, are trying to get rid of yourself. But neither you nor Satan can be successful. And this is why you need to be raised by God from this condition. This is why a superior wisdom has to be introduced to cleanse us from the stain of our living with Satan. Why must the mother town of Mecca be warned? Mecca, look at your behavior today. You have joined Satan against your own Muslim brothers because he's a Shia. You have allowed Satan to manipulate your differences and make you enemies of one another. And you will not be free until you do what was done 
6,600 years ago. You have to put them out of your land. Get them out of Iraq. Get them out of Afghanistan. Get them out of Syria. Get them out of Egypt. Get them out of Saudi Arabia. Get them out of the Holy Land. And I guarantee you, it will be easier then for peace to be made when the peace breaker, the warmonger, the mischief maker, the blood shedder has been set down. The end has come. And he who was foretold that would come in the fullness of time, that Jesus that is called the Son of God. Not that God consorted with a woman to beget a child. No, but out of his mind, out of his will, out of his determination to perfect what he originated. This one was born. We as a people, have withstood what no other human being on this planet has withstood from Caucasian rule. They tried their best to destroy us, but we are still here. But they look at us, so now God is using this that Shabazz made 50,000 years ago to conquer the jungle life, and we are in that jungle right now. America has become a jungle, a wilderness of wild and savage people. We are in it. But we are the material that Allah intends to use to produce a new heaven, a new earth, the kingdom of Allah. It is we, the despised and the rejected, that Allah will use to bring this brand new world about. Now, a message to Satan. We know you're angry. We know you're vexed with us. And we know in your heart you desire to kill us all. But I'm telling you, Satan and your hosts, you can't do it. And the moment you are insane enough because you have been rejected of God, because you are driven away from the face of God, the accursed one, and because he's caused you to remain disappointed and he has judged you as being Aaron, the moment you try to destroy what God has come to save, he will bring down the full weight of his wrath on you. Be careful, Satan. Your time is up. And if you would like to be a part of that which God will make new, like in the Catholic Church, when uh, in the Godfather, when Michael Corleone was standing as Godfather to his uh, nephew, 
They asked him, Michael, are you willing to renounce Satan and all his works? And Michael said, I, I do. But at the same time, he was killing a lot of people. See, you can't be a hypocrite with God. Do you renounce your father, Yaqub, and his system of tricks and lies and renounce your evil mastery of the peoples of the earth? Do you renounce that? If you say yes, I do, then the Christ, the real Christ, who is on scene today, can turn you into a new man so the words of Nicodemus become true. We all must be born again. So to the Muslims, Master Farad Muhammad, though he's wise, 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 he bows down to the originator of the heavens and the earth that called him into existence, that gave him his form and expression. So we say as Muslims, surely I have turned myself to thee, O Allah, being upright to him who originated the heavens and the earth, and I am not of the polytheists. We thank Allah so much for the coming of Master Farad Muhammad. We thank Allah so much for this one who loved us more than we loved ourselves, that he would leave Mecca and come and walk among us in Black Bottom, Detroit. We thank Allah that he came to us like a tree that was good for food, that was so good to look at. He knocked on doors and the doors opened and Islam started among the meanest and the worst of the people in Black Bottom, Detroit. He gave Elijah Muhammad 104 books to study. Each one contained some aspect of the life of Prophet Muhammad ibn Abdullah, peace be upon him. Why would Master Farad Muhammad give Elijah Muhammad 104 books detailing aspects of the life of Prophet Muhammad if those aspects of his life was not the sunnah for us to follow in establishing Islam in America? I thank Allah for Prophet Muhammad Ibn Abdullah. And when I last was in Mecca and I went to Medina 
under a police escort i was weeping in the bus and brother to jani shake to jani was sitting next to me and i told him when i get to medina lead me to the bier the tomb of prophet muhammad i want to utter a prayer tears were in my eyes and when i was blessed to be at the prophet's mosque in medina i was led to the tomb of prophet muhammad and as i lifted my hands to make dua one of the guards came thinking that i was praying to the prophet and shake the jani said leave him alone and i asked allah oh allah give me a double portion of the spirit that you gave to prophet muhammad that allowed him to establish islam throughout the known world but not in the western hemisphere give me a double portion of that spirit that by the grace of allah we will work we will live we will sacrifice and we will die establishing this womb in america that all who want to know what did jesus teach come and visit the mosque pastors can't you see that there's a certain amount of weakness even in your understanding of the gospels you are sincere your love of jesus christ is so beautiful and sincere but the enemy never wanted you to teach what jesus taught he did not teach christianity christianity was not in existence until 300 years after jesus he taught freedom justice and equality he taught not my will but your will be done that whatsoever you bid me to do that i do and whatsoever you bid me to say that i say and that is all in this book a womb a place of nurturing a place of gestation a place of development into a new creature i thank you all for listening i thank my research team for the wonderful way they helped me with this broadcast i thank the camera people and all those who have labored in a very hot environment and above all i thank allah for giving me his spirit that i might deliver this message of hope for all who would desire to be righteous in closing this book
There is no doubt in it. It is a guide to those who guard against evil, who believe in the unseen, not the unreal. Because Allah is the only reality. Who believe in the unseen and keep up prayer and spend out of what we have given them. Who believe in what was revealed to thee, Muhammad, and what was revealed before thee. These are on a right course from their Lord and these it is who are successful and of the hereafter they are sure. Thank you for listening. Next week, same time, same station. What must be done to get us ready for our role with God? Assalamu alaikum. Please log on again next week and every week this year for the time and what must be done. Tell your friends, tell your family. Log on to NOI.org every Saturday, 6 p.m. Central Time for truth, guidance, and unequaled love from the National Representative of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Nation of Islam, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Pass on the word every Saturday at 6 p.m. Central Time at NOI.org. The time and what must be done. Remember, to have Minister Farrakhan answer your questions, tweet them to at Louis Farrakhan, hashtag Ask Farrakhan. And to add this message to your library or as a gift for someone you love, go to store.finalcall.com.